The defense has long been a staple of success under Tom Allen. What is wrong with it this season? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, September 20th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Look, the defense under Tom Allen, he, he took uh, control of it this season after a frustrating, I mean, there were many parts of 2020 fr- that were frustrating, defense among them. The idea, the expectation was that there was going to be a turnaround. And while there have been big moments, there continue to be um, confusing or, or, or frustrating uh, struggles as well. We're going to start off today talking about that defense. Tom Allen discussed their honestly poor performance against Western Kentucky during his uh, media availability on Monday uh, quote, some were the some was adjustments to take away some things in the passing game. I kind of felt I over-adjusted at halftime to get some help there. That's on me. We did have some missed tackles, especially in our secondary with our backups. We play a lot of guys. Those guys have to step up, uh, have to step up our game. Uh, but it wasn't like Illinois. Now, Run defense has been a big struggle for this team this season. Um, the secondary we expected to be good. Now, that being said, Western Kentucky had success there as well. But uh, the run defense has been concerning. Uh, week one against Illinois, 216 yards on 54 carries. You can chalk that one up. You could in the moment to it being Chase Brown. That's one of the best running backs I he's going to face this season. And... That was that. Like, like you could, you in the moment, you could write that off. Next week against Idaho, there were, again, some concerning moments. Uh, they let uh, quarterback, um, they let the quarterback get loose a couple of different times. Uh, the side I'm using, for some reason, does not even list Idaho's stats. But they let the quarterback get loose and get some big gains. Now there were some sacks. There was the safety that all uh, made the rushing yards look maybe not as damaging as they were. Giovanni McCoy uh, was the quarterback that got loose a little bit. They ran for 126 yards. Um, you factor in that 22 yard safety in there. A um, couple things like that. It was a deceiving amount of yards that was on the box score, but There was nothing deceiving about what Western Kentucky did on Saturday. 216 yards on 36 carries. That alone is bad. That's six yards per carry. Western Kentucky, that more than doubled their output on the season on the ground. They had about 100, or excuse, yeah, about uh, 150 yards or so. And I'll look it up to be certain uh, coming into this game. Just, like, mind-boggling. Uh, or, excuse me, 250 yards. So not quite doubling it. Uh, 216 yards on Saturday. So not quite doubling it, but well and away above their average on the season. Um, and it, it's just, 
it's confusing, if anything else. Uh, this is supposed to be a really good uh, defense, and there are aspects of it that are good. And they have been, to an extent, a little bit of boom or bust. Uh, they've gotten some takeaways. They've made some big plays when they had to. In between that, though, they have been gashed quite a lot. And it's concerning because this was arguably the three weakest teams on Indiana's schedule. Illinois would be the only arguable part about that. Uh, and if they're struggling defensively against this part portion of the schedule, that's some red flags moving forward. You're not going to be able to get away with this against Cincinnati. Uh, they, I mean, if you look at their raw numbers, uh, we'll dive into them a little bit more this week, but just looking at their raw numbers, they've only rushed for 482 yards, um, which it isn't a ton through three games. It's 160 yards per game, but they've thrown for 959 yards. Ben Bryant has thrown for 863 yards. So you can sit there and say the secondary is the strength. Hopefully uh, that means that IU will have some success there. Listen, Western Kentucky was a team that excelled passing the ball versus running the ball. They kind of had their way with the Hoosiers running the ball. The film's out there. The tape's out there. IU has to adjust. IU has to, has to figure some things out because, again, if the defense is going to struggle like this, it I mean, the, you have to get a lot of takeaways to make up for the, the gashes and the big plays that they're allowing. And this is going to be a huge step up in competition coming up against Cincinnati uh, this week. So I don't have an answer. I didn't have an answer last week. I can tell it's a problem, but... I, I just don't know how to fix it. I don't know what some of the issues are. Uh, maybe we'll try to figure that out looking forward towards Cincinnati uh, once we get to that point on Thursday's episode. Right now, it's just kind of one of those things that is concerning. And, and maybe to me, maybe the most concerning thing through the first three weeks, uh, you could look kind of bigger picture and just overall consistency of the team or lack thereof. Uh, but if we're kind of being a little more specific, the defense, the run defense is is not great, and they have to get it figured out really quick because they're about ready to dive into top 10 team, top 15 team. Well, I guess Cincinnati's not ranked anymore. SP Plus has them that high. Uh, but a, a top team and then Big Ten play, so it, it ain't getting any easier. Speaking of SP Plus, let's uh, refresh, take a look at, at where the Hoosiers land in that FPI. They're also in some in a specific bold projection uh, for this winner as well. We'll take a look at all that here in just a moment. First, though, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is really hitting us where it hurts, and guys, it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Literally just used it uh, last time I filled up my gas tank. It's free money. It is a very simple app. Uh, to get started, you download the free app. It's the free. It's called Upside. Use the promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Uh, next, you go to Claim Offer for whatever you're buying. If you're going to a gas station, pull up to the pump, get your phone out. 
Uh, check the app, see if there's an offer available at your gas station, hit claim offer, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card. And that's that you get paid on the app in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs. You can earn three times more cash back with upside upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store. Uh, so download the free upside app. Use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Big thanks to all you guys for making us Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. I was going to say week. Hopefully every single day. Uh now, I have a, a mission for you guys real quick. Stop whatever you're doing, unless you're driving. Don't do that. Otherwise, stop whatever you're doing, uh, whether it's open up a new tab, whether it's pausing this podcast, whatever it is, head on over to Apple, Locked on Hoosiers, iTunes, wherever it, uh, you can find it on your phone, on your computer, and just give us a quick five-star rating. I know I ask at the end of every show, but uh, it really helps us out. It gets us higher on the the leaderboards it gets us out to more people we're trying to grow this audience so just real quick just head on over there give a five-star review you don't even have to write anything if you do ask a question and i'll answer it on the show uh anything like that but just give us that five-star rating real quick helps us out a ton let's look at sp plus where the hoosiers fall in it um and listen this is not any kind of reactive or predictive or it is predictive it's not any kind of reactive ranking this isn't just because i use three and oh does not mean they're going to be higher on this list as we said many times this is strictly looks at the numbers uh and compares them with every other team across the board i use it 81 that was last week so i i linked the wrong thing let me pull up this week's <laughs> i use not up to anything i use actually down to 82 uh from 81 like I said, this is not kind of reactive. Just because you get a win does not mean you go up. It's based on the performance and um, how you did in that game, that the most recent game. So we just talked. The defense didn't play well. IU didn't look great. So as a result, they don't go up. Um, so they come in at 82. Look, I, I don't know that Indiana is specifically the 82nd best uh, team this season but they they are uh they're not far from it they've played like one uh they have the 92nd ranked offense the 64th ranked defense i would say the takeaways are doing a large amount of carrying uh in that uh defense part for reference cincinnati is 17th uh so uh while they may not be ranked in the polls you're looking at a team that, based on their performances, has been a top 25 team so far this season. Their only loss is to Arkansas, who is good. So um, Arkansas is 21st in SP+, so a, a fellow top 25 team. This is a good team. FPI, uh, ESPN's Football Power Index, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, they had Nebraska as one of the best teams, or the odds-on favorite at least, whatever algorithm they use. Coming into the season, Nebraska was uh, the favorite to win the Big Ten West. That ain't the case anymore. Uh, IU is the second uh, worst team in the Big Ten, 79th overall. 
Now there's Rutgers is 72nd, Nebraska is 76th, IU 79th, uh, Northwestern, the worst team in the big 10. So two teams that Indiana is going to play in the next couple weeks are, are right above them. Uh, it's up. <laughs> the positive is that uh, the chances of IU making a bowl game are up. They were, I believe, I think it was at 0% for the season. It's up to 22%. Um, so that's a positive. It's still going to take a lot. You're going to have to beat one of Maryland or Purdue who um, are good teams, no matter what the rate rankings are uh, in the FPI. Maryland is 29th. Purdue is 30th and uh, SP plus Purdue is 36. Maryland's 39th. So you're going to have to get a quality win to, um, to go to a bowl game this year. And that's assuming you beat Rutgers in Nebraska, but Still, I use halfway there to a bowl game. They've been in this position before where they get three, even four wins in non-conference play, uh, or three wins in non-conference play, I should say, and struggle the rest of the way. And that's what's going to happen this year, better or worse. Even if they make it, it's going to be a struggle. But ultimately, um, Indiana's halfway there. Getting the other half is going to be really difficult. Now, Let's look at some fun, some positive news. Uh, Action Network is the only bowl projection site that we're paying attention to this week. Um, Brett McMurphy has the Hoosiers in a bowl game. To me, that means uh, this is the best bowl projection of anywhere on the internet. I looked at a lot of them. Nobody else had IU in a bowl game, which is very fair. I was surprised anybody had them, but... Brett McMurphy has a Big Ten showdown in the Frisco Bowl on Saturday, December 17th. It is Indiana versus UCLA in a uh, Big Ten showdown. It's never not going to feel odd. They're going to be in the Big Ten for a long time before that won't feel odd. Uh, They also uh, issue their betting lines. They would have UCLA as an 11-point favorite. I have zero care in the world. If they get to a bowl game, they could be a... 51 point underdog. I don't care. If you get to a bowl game this year, it is a huge, huge victory. You're playing with house money at that point. Uh, but they're the only place that has a Hoosiers in a bowl game. It'd be a lot of fun if IU uh, went to the Frisco Bowl or went to any game. Uh, I don't know that uh, Frisco, Texas is the most uh, exotic location to go to. Uh, but Listen, I'm not, beggars cannot be choosers. Like I said, if IU goes to a bowl game, you happily take it and move on. Um, there aren't a lot of, I mean, the the Gasparillo Bowl, if you want to go to Tampa, which IU dominates that recruiting area. As a recruiting trip, I assume they would absolutely love that. Uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Phoenix. Uh, I'm just looking at where fellow IU teams are going. The Bronx, or the Pinstripe Bowl, which... Uh, there's not been good memories there. Uh, the kick was good. Uh, so there are some other places, but you're just not really going to get an exotic location. It doesn't look like, but through three weeks, they're in bowl projections and that's a victory in and of itself. Like I said, on Monday's episode, they have a better record than last season. Take that as a victory. That is, um, that's a win. And so, Moving forward, kind of carry that mindset because it's going to get rough as, as we uh, looked at all those projections, as they say. 
Big news in the basketball front at Assembly Hall for this upcoming season. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. In case you missed it, on uh, Monday, Indy Star reported, and it was then confirmed, IU is going to sell beer at Assembly Hall for basketball games this season. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, that it was something the athletic department was discussing, debating. I gave my thoughts at the time. You're playing a risky game, I think. The reason it had been banned is just the proximity of fans to the court. I think it was a fair um, reason to have it banned. The The precautions that they're putting in place to hopefully avoid any situations. Our sales are going to end with 10 minutes remaining in the second half of men's games into the third quarter for women's games. It's the same point after 30 minutes of game time, the sales are going to end. Uh, only beer is going to be offered at this time, which thank the heavens. We don't need anything more than that. Um, and Indiana's release uh, noted that no beer is going to be sold to a visibly intoxicated person. All vendors selling beer will have a, a current service permit as well. So, look, it's uh, it was it, it felt inevitable, even though they, there was they had kind of banned it and banned it was available in certain areas if you paid enough money, basically. Uh, but it, it felt inevitable, especially as they made more and more deals with Upland, with Molson Coors Beverage Company. Uh, this was going to be the next step. So I'm not surprised. We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I have my reservations. Hopefully everybody can be an adult here and not do dumb things. But fortunately, that's not how the way that's not how the world works sometimes. Let's end on some fun news. If you, I wanted to talk about this more, but we're not locked on Huskies. We're locked on Hoosiers. If you guys did not see on Saturday, Michael Penix absolutely torched Michigan State. It was a joy to watch. I watched the first half. He looked absolutely incredible. Um, I miss him dearly, but bet online, our friends over there, Michael Penix's odds for the Heisman jump from 150 to 1 to 33 to 1 after Saturday's game. Um, this is from the SB Nation uh, Washington site. Uh, he's now in a three-way tie with J.J. McCarthy of Michigan and Will Anderson of Alabama. Uh, if you want to take a look at the full odds, like I said, head on over to Bet Uh C.J. Stroud is the current favorite. Caleb Williams behind him. Bryce Young is third. Stetson Bennett, fourth. Dylan Gabriel, fifth. Um, J.J. McCarthy is up to 20, plus 2,500. So it's actually just a tie between Penix and Will Anderson. Uh, Travion Henderson, Blake Corum, two running backs IU will face, uh, are behind him. So, look, Penix looked incredible uh, against Michigan State. I uh, Apparently, Kalen DeBoer, I missed this, Kalen DeBoer and Penix talked about the Spittoon Trophy and wanting to kind of win that back. And this matchup, which I love it. I absolutely love it. Penix was 24-40, 397 yards and four touchdowns. They were with ease as well. And that scoreline is a bit uh, generous to Michigan State because they scored, they outscored Washington 14-3 in the fourth quarter when this one was out of hand. Uh, it got as bad as 36-14, uh, 39-14, excuse me, before some garbage time touchdowns. So, 
Look, Michael Penix looks really good. I'm excited for Indiana to meet Washington in the Rose Bowl because that is a win-win scenario for everybody involved. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow with the recruiting episode with Jason Jordan. There's a ton of stuff for basketball recruiting to talk about, so we have a lot to catch up on. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked on Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast, all that fun stuff. Go subscribe to our YouTube. We're closing in on 500 subscribers. Uh, Join the fun over there as well. So big thanks to all of you guys. Hope everybody listening has a terrific Tuesday. And most importantly, LEO.